1: Maybe it's just a God thing. But did you know that Goliath, the Bible tells us, had four brothers? <laughs> He's got five stones. And he goes out And Goliath. When he goes out, Goliath's like, "What? Are you, are, you, are you a flea coming to fight me? A flea? David says, you come to me with sword and spear. I come to you in the name of the God of Israel. And
0: today, God will give the carcasses of the Philistines to us. If we were to be perfectly honest, many of us become uncomfortable at the thought of going off to war and fighting in battles. To take that even further, we'd probably be even more uncomfortable with knowingly going in to fight the enemy's strongest warrior. However, as Pastor Danny teaches you in his message today, this is exactly what young David did when he fought Goliath. In his study, you'll learn about the remarkable display of faith and trust in the Lord that David had. Now, here's Pastor Danny in the book of Judges, chapter 15, with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: He catches 300 foxes. I mean, that's a feat in itself. You catch 300 foxes. He ties their tails together, lights the tails, and sends the foxes out in the standing grain of the Philistines. Philistines, of course, didn't like that too much. They come after him. He takes a jawbone of a donkey, and in one encounter, he kills 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, and he named the place he got the victory, Jawbone Hill, He picks up the gates of Gaza along with the bars that the gates are mounted on, thousands of pounds, puts them on his shoulders, and walks 42 miles uphill. Amazing. But Samson had issues in his life that he didn't let God deal with over those 20 years of great exploits. He had issues with lust of his eyes. He had issues with lust of his flesh. He had a weakness for women. He had issues with pride. And after 20 years, that was enough, and finally... He hit the wall, and God allowed him to be subdued and captured by the Philistines. They gouged out his eyes. They put him in prison. the grinding in a mill in a prison and just going around in circles. But that's not how his story ends. They bring him out to entertain them and mock him. The Philistine... Lad that's leading him around. He, he, he's leading him. And, and Samson, Samson says, would you lead me so I can lean against one of the pillars? And he leads him over. And he puts his hand on one pillar. And he puts his hand on a second pillar. And he prays. He's a humbled man. He says, oh God, oh God, one more time. And God honors that prayer. And he pushes with all of his might. Heaven answers. And the whole temple of Dagon comes crushing down. And here's how it ends. Thus he killed many more when he died than when he lived. And despite his failures and the issues of the lust of his eyes and flesh and the pride of his life, he yet in the end of his life was so humbled and God empowered him and he was a great hero. Then there's Jephthah. You find a story in Judges chapter 10. He was a bastard son. His mother was a prostitute. When his younger brothers grew up, they kicked him out of the family. You bastard, you're not going to be a part of our family. The Ammonites were oppressing Israel at this time. They cry out to the Lord. God was gracious. And his agent of deliverance was this bastard named Jephthah. One statement sums up the tremendous victory the Lord brought about through him. And the Lord gave them into his hands. And this bastard son became a hero of fate. Like these stories, kids? then there's David. I mean, who doesn't know about David? David, <laughs> young lad, not old enough to be in the Israeli army, but he's got two older brothers and they're in the army and they're supposed to be fighting the Philistines. And dad says to young David, Jesse says, I want you to go check on your brothers, take them some food, some refreshments, and then bring me back a report on how the battle's going. Well, when David shows up, there is no battle going. He looks out and his big giant Philistine named Goliath comes out and begins to curse the God of Israel and mock the Israeli army. And he said, oh, okay. And he'd been doing this for 40 days, 40 days. Okay. Send one of your best, send your best fighter out and face me. And we don't have to go into battle with everybody. Whoever wins that battle, it's over with. War's done. Not even King Saul will go out and face the guy. King Saul, who's a head and shoulders above every other Israelite man. And David shows up. He says, well, how come nobody will go face this uncircumcised Philistine? David says, I'll go fight him. And they can't believe it. Saul says, well, take my armor. Saul puts his armor on him, and he's clanking around with all the armor. And David says, I can't go with these. I can't fight like this. He's going to fight by faith. Not the world's way. And he goes out, and he takes his shepherd's sling, and he goes down to the river, and he chooses five smooth stones. I don't think he thought he needed five shot. Maybe, maybe it's just a God thing. But did you know that Goliath, the Bible tells us, had four brothers? <laughs> he got five stones. And he goes out And Goliath. When he goes out, Goliath's like, "What? Are you, are, you, are you a flea coming to fight me? A flea? David says, you come to me with sword and spear. I come to you in the name of the God of Israel. And today, God will give the carcasses of the Philistines to us. But it didn't sound exactly like that. You know, it probably sounded more like, you come to me with sword and spear. I come to you in the name of that God of Israel. He's just a teenager. Goliath starts to come toward him. David puts the rock in the sling, spins it. Right in the forehead, Goliath falls down. David takes Goliath's own sword, chops his head off, takes that head back into Jerusalem. David becomes overnight national hero. Then there's Samuel. His mother's name is Hannah. For years, she was barren. She could have no children. She was distraught. She would weep. She would pray. She said, Lord, if you'll give me a son, Lord, if you'll give me a son, I'll dedicate him to you all the days of his life. God heard her prayer, gave her a son, Samuel. And she honored God, fulfilled her vow. And she takes Samuel as a young lad to the temple to serve under Eli the priest. Eli the priest has wicked sons, and Eli is lax as a parent and as a priest. And there is just a young boy. In the temple, God calls him. He doesn't know it's God. He thinks it's Eli. He goes to Eli. No, I didn't call you. Go lay back down. He lays back down. God calls again. He goes to Eli. Happens three times. Finally, Eli is kind of getting some smarts to say, that must be the Lord calling this boy. says, so next time you hear the voice say, speak, Lord, for your servant heareth. And God spoke again. And Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant hears." And as a young boy, his prophetic ministry begins, and God says to him, Here's your first assignment. You go to Eli and you tell him, Because of your unfaithfulness and your unwillingness to discipline your children, judgment's coming on your family. You imagine being a young boy? You're going to go tell the priest that? He's going to say, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for telling me that. His ministry as a prophet started as a young boy. And he was faithful to the Lord, standing for truth and speaking truth. He anointed the first king of Israel, Saul. And not long after he anointed him, he had to go back and rebuke that king for his unfaithfulness. What a hero. From the time he was a young boy, faithful to an aged saint. What a hero. And then the prophets. (laughs) We don't have time. But two of the greatest. Elijah. I mean, can you imagine the ministry Of Elijah, Uh, during the famine for three and a half years, God uh, brings him bread and meat, breakfast and dinner, ravens, birds. Bring it to him by the Kareth ravine. Ravine dries up. God says, go to a widow of Zarephath. I'm going to provide through her, through a widow. The widow's son dies. Elijah gets on top of the dead body and prays, and God revives the son. Resurrected. He goes to Mount Carmel, and against 850 false prophets, they're out crying out to their gods, so much so they get too desperate. They're cutting themselves and the altar and the sacrifice, and yet nothing happens. And the agreement was, whoever, whatever God is real God, they'll answer by fire. And after all day, these guys are out prophesying and calling on their gods and nothing from heaven, and Elijah walks out and says, okay, God, it's your turn. You show him you're the true God. And God answers by sending fire from heaven. And Elijah, Elijah had made him uh, wet the whole sacrifice and the wood and everything. And it says fire fell from heaven and got the wood and the sacrifice and all the water. And nobody had a question after that who the true God was. And Elijah never died. What a way to go! What a way to go. The prophets had been told, the other prophets, including uh, the servant of Elijah, Elisha, that God was going to take his master. Boy, when God decided to take him, you know what he sent? He sent a chariot of fire and horses of fire to pull that chariot. And Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire, pulled by horses of fire. And he went up to heaven in a whirlwind while Elisha watched. Oh, what a way to go. Elisha had prayed because Elijah had said, anything I'd do for you before I go? He says, well, what I'd really like is a double portion of the blessing that's on your life. So said, well, that's a, that's a tough one, but if this happens, then that'll be the sign. And the sign came.
0: Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and jump into the conversations there. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website, Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews. And be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.